not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. separate whoever's going trying to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit what's up activators this is episode three and we have some very special guests here um i'll introduce them in one second but before i do that i want to highlight this week's health and wellness highlight and it is runners run um their instagram is at runners run underscore and their mission is to connect and inspire communities by providing diverse experiences through the power of running and they are a baltimore based business they actually have a night run coming up on august 5th so if you want to join um you can go into their website i'll put their instagram name and their website in the caption so you can sign up um so like I said, we have some really special guests here. Because it is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, we are going to be talking about your health and wellness journey and how that relates to your mental health. So first we have Miss Brianna here and we also have Miss Corey here. They are both poly graduates, so it's a poly, hey. poly thing going on. Yes, and the reason why I wanted to have them on the show was because um, when I follow them on social media, they're always super transparent about their challenges and the things that they were over, um, able to overcome when it comes to their wellness journey. And their stories are a little similar just because they talked recently about the mental health um, challenges that they faced when it came to either starting their journey or going through it completely. So we are going to talk to them about that today. Um, it's going to be, as Corey would say, a healing session. Yes. I'm excited yes. for everyone to hear this episode and for you to learn and grow from these women. So we are checking in, like I said, with Corey and Brianna. And the first question that I have for you both is, when or why did you begin your health and fitness journey? Where you want me to go? Yeah. <laughs> when did I start? Um, I tell everyone that I started um, in August of 2018. Mm -hmm. That's when I started my fitness journey. Um, and I say that different than my weight, my weight loss journey, because I think that when I first started working out, it was in July of 2018 and my approach was just, I need to lose weight quick. Like I need to lose 20 pounds tomorrow. I need to lose 30 pounds. And even when I go back in my screenshots, I can see where like I Google searched how to lose 25 pounds in a, in a week and a half, mm -hmm. you know? And so I didn't start my fitness journey until August of 2018, which was about a month later. Um, and I dedicated myself wholly to making myself well. And I realized that, you know, my fitness journey was more than just losing weight. Mm -hmm. It was something mentally and spiritually that I, a journey that I had to go on and dedicate myself to because I had a very addictive relationship to food. I had a very unhealthy relationship to healing that involved and required like a lot of eating. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had to deal with you know, dealing with the mental aspects of why I ate, mm -hmm. which is way deeper than just going to the gym consistently mm -hmm. or eating a little better. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, um, I don't know if you asked why, but literally my doctor was just like, you're too big. Mm -hmm. You are about to start developing diabetes. 
Um, I, I started seeing skin discoloration mm-hmm. um, on the back of my neck, and she let me know. She was like, you know, this may be onset, early onset diabetes. And I was like, oh, hell. So I don't know if I can say that on the podcast, but oh, heck. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of why I started, and that's kind of when I started. Okay, so 2018. 2018. Yeah, so... Um... Similar to kind of you, my journey did not start in 2018. My journey pretty much started, um, I have two different dates, right? So I would say that like my awareness started, I would say the end of 2019. Um, This was after I got out of a really toxic relationship and my, I started realizing that I was not okay. Um, I kind of lollygagged about it and was on this idea like, you know what? I got to hit the gym. I got to get over this breakup. And it didn't work. Like I, I was losing inches. I wasn't. I was losing inches. I was gaining weight. I was doing it back and forth, still yo-yoing it. And um, my actual journey really didn't start to the beginning of this year into the beginning of 2021 because it was a moment where I had to really analyze. Like, okay, if you don't stop right now, you're not going to be where you want to be. You're going to be in some really difficult health issues um, if you don't stop. And I think that um, sort of like what Corey was saying, it was not even just the moment of, okay, you're going to, um, you got to hit the gym, you got to lose weight. I started thinking about, okay, why have I gained weight? And like, what caused me to gain weight? And mm-hmm. how is it my, how's my mental affected by my weight gain? And how's my weight gain affected because of my mental status? Mm-hmm. Like, And if those things are addressed at the same time, then I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to be where I want to be and it's not going to be consistent. It's not going to stay off. It's going to be, I'm going to be yo-yoing again up mm-hmm. and down. Exactly. Um, and it really took me into this year to find myself to actually be, take myself serious, right? Like yeah. both my mental and my physical, sorry, physical health serious. So whether it meant making sure I'm not lying to my therapist and being very honest and transparent yeah. when we're having those conversations. And yeah. um, also maybe when it comes down to, actually going to see the doctors and not kind of getting stuck into this this oh we can't help you mo but actually fighting for myself was something i had to discover this year like coming trying to get out of the pandemic but we're still here but yeah. yeah i'm glad that you both talked about how it wasn't just physical it was like mental because i know for me sometimes like i will overeat mm-hmm. i'll be like okay i'll just start over again tomorrow i'll overeat or yeah. i'll be depressed or anxious to the point where it's like I don't want to go to the gym or I'm going to the gym too much and I'm not paying attention to that mental side so I'm glad that you both pointed that out mm-hmm. did you have any mental or physical challenges that you had to overcome when you started yeah I would say the first mental I had to I had to overcome the mental challenge before I the physical challenge is is, is easy right mm-hmm. like Amen. going to the gym working Amen. out yes like that's <laughs> an easy thing to do like yes. you can you know that's Amen. not that big that's not a difficult thing Amen. but like getting the um your mental status now that's difficult because i don't think there's even a guidebook to figuring out how to start talking about your mental health Mm -hmm. like um for me taking the getting over the idea that i was fat right Mm -hmm. and just like Mm -hmm. that is something that you kind of internalize especially Mm -hmm. when you grew up plus size Mm -hmm. you internalize fatness and like you internalize what that means so you literally don't even think you're beautiful you don't yeah. really even think that you're worthy of the fight for yourself and getting overcome that overcoming that obstacle that like you know what I'm actually worthy to fight for myself is something that is been my biggest challenge so 
um, whether it been like actually going to the doctors to see if something was wrong with me, like having to sit back yeah. and go to the doctors and tell them like, look, I'm gaining weight. And, and they're just like, oh, well, just lose the weight. And I'm like, I'm telling you that I'm I'm trying to lose the weight, but mm-hmm. that's not happening, right? Yeah. And actually not being so discouraged to say, well, I'm not going to like keep advocating for myself. Because once I gained all the weight the first time, I kept advocating like for myself, like, oh, I'm, I'm gaining weight at a rate that's like not okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm gaining five or 10 pounds here. I'm getting like 20, 30 pounds every time you see me. Um, and it, the, the sentiment has always been, oh, just lose the weight. Well... When you internalize it, it's something that you're doing. You never think that some that the people that you're going to see are actually just not caring about you. And like, if they don't care about you and you don't care about you, there you are just left at the weight that you are with no assistance. And so for me, getting to the point that I was like, okay, I got to fight for myself. I got to figure out what's going on. And that's led to more answers. And it made me feel a lot more confident and mm-hmm. that I can do, I can solve the problem that I feel like has been persistent throughout my life. Yeah. And then just like the relationship with food, right? It's like, I cannot eat this because I'm stressed. Like, why am I eating this? Like, mm-hmm. am I stressed out? Am I stress eating? Yeah. And it's like, okay, if I'm going to stress eat, what do I do to remove myself from a stressful environment? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So for me, I had to move out my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And like, that was something that I know that was a, that was a difficult challenge for me, but it's completely changed my ability to kind of care for myself because when you're like surrounded by t- like stress and you're trying not to eat, it's like, and you're stuck in a house in the pandemic, yeah. like it's yeah. like you're going to keep yeah. eating because yeah. you're around your yeah. stress. Yeah. So, um, making those challenges, like, taking on those challenges to kind of get past my own status of like, okay, no one cares that you are the big girl at the gym working out. Like, no one yeah. truly cares yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, they yeah. may look at you, but like they don't really care. And you know, you got to start someplace. Like. Yeah. Six months from now, you may not even look like this anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that you said that because, um, you know, I, I definitely, I grew up big. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being 154 pounds in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you say you internalize being fat, it's not just like, oh, you know, you're a big girl. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're big and you're ugly. You know what I mean? Like, there's this internalization that fat is all your value is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that's it's, it's a lot more than just, oh, I'm big. It's like, that's just me. So, like, when I walk in space, I'm the fat girl, mm-hmm. right? And even after I've lost weight, a lot of weight, right? Like, over 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. I still, when I go into space, I carry that with me. And it's something that I fight every day. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I've had long conversations with my therapist about body dysmorphia and thinking that I'm larger than what I am and not even seeing it until I see pictures. Like when I walk past the mirror, there's still like a, ah, my arms could be different. Ah, my belly is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, for a long time, I fought that. I fought that. I fought to... You know, they don't tell chubby black girls that they're beautiful. They don't tell, you know, chubby black girls that it's okay to struggle with depression or suicide. And because we don't have or fit neatly into what society is looking for, you know, then you are just pushed to the wayside. You Mm -hmm. know, I always think about... I don't know if y'all read The Blue Side by Tony. You did, because yes. you went to Polly. I mean, Absolutely. listen. Yeah, it's Polly. <laughs> I did not read it. What? 
Oh, my God. But that's another story. That was the best book ever. That's another story for another for day. Another time. I didn't do a lot of things I was supposed to do there. Oh, my you God. Made, you, made it, you made it. You got I'm a here. Degree. Proud alum. But in the book, Pacola is obsessed with the with white society's identity of who she's supposed to look like as a mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And she keeps reaching for something that's so unattainable for her, mm-hmm. right? Like, because she can't have blue eyes, mm-hmm. right? She cannot have blue eyes. She is the definition of a black girl. Mm-hmm. But because she's been, you know, casted as ugly, right, or unattractive in society, then she feels herself continuously reaching. Mm-hmm. And I think that for a long time, for me, society told me that small was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was reaching for something that was unattainable mm-hmm. because I, my body is not built to be small. My mm-hmm. hips are wide. No matter how much weight I lose, mm-hmm. they sit real wide. I got a big butt, you know. And so I'm like, why can I never get there? You know, I, even when I talk to my trainer, the, the language that I use when I'm talking about certain body parts, it's reflective of that identity mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I am still fighting. You know, you 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 look at the magazines, you look at Instagram. And what's crazy is that people are now falling in love with the mm-hmm. things that we were told for so long was not was attractive. Yes. Yes. You know, and so all of that mentally, I've dealt. I, I, I'm still dealing with. Like I said, when you say a journey, it's not just a end mm-hmm. result, but it's something that you are constantly, you know, fighting for. And mm-hmm. so I think that that the mental piece is definitely overcoming depression, overcoming anxiety. There was a time where, you know, I I thought about suicide. There's a time where I thought about, you know, I, I definitely struggled from an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was so fascinated by what society thought was acceptable for me and I think that I I started living a much healthier life when I started envisioning myself as myself in the lens you know when I say I'm striving for uh, you know uh, a fit Corey or you know flourishing in my fitness journey it looks like something that I've created for myself and Mm -hmm. not something that others have said is okay or society says is okay because technically my bmi is still too high mm-hmm. technically i am not the size that i should be for a five five woman mm-hmm. with the build that i have and i'm still okay with that yeah. you mm-hmm. know so but yeah i definitely i wanted i wanted to add on to that because when you were mentioning just like the fact that you kind of strive for something and that's not even possible mm-hmm. for you it was just like i had that moment when i was in high school i was I don't know if y'all, y'all saw me my senior year, but my senior year, I dropped 50 pounds, but I dropped it in a way that was the most unhealthiest that I could have ever been. And I was at my lowest moments, then, mm-hmm. right? My hair had fallen out. Mm-hmm. Like my hair was falling out in patches because I was not getting the nutrients that I was needing because I was literally making sure that I was trying not, I was trying not to be fat anymore. Right. And like, I did whatever I needed to do to not be fat anymore. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at my senior, my senior pictures, I'm looking like, Oh my God, like I was really thin. Like I was down to a size large then. And I'm like, that was, that was a, from society's point was great, but they didn't know how I got there. And the Mm -hmm. way I got there was like really bad. Like I'm still reaping the repercussions of that now. And it's like, I was not eating. I was, I, when I was eating, I was throwing stuff up and mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, I was striving for this, this, this skinny that I just never felt like I could be. And then when I got to college, mm-hmm. I think we were just talking about this when I got to college and I was no longer just like, I was no longer ugly. I didn't even know what to do with that amount of attention. Right. Because I was all, I was the rejected one for prom. Like mm-hmm. I was like that girl and when I got to college, I just did not, it, I did not understand 
that I was no longer ugly. Like in my mind, I just couldn't process that because I've internalized that. And I carried myself still as if I was the brunt of everyone's joke, right? So when it comes down to building trust with people, Mm. you can't even build trust with people when you're like internalizing that you're fat. And Mm. the fact that when you think about like, it's so normalized and it's okay to be to be obsessed with weight, which is weird because mm-hmm. it's like, it's such a thing that's unique to each individual person mm-hmm. and we put it into the standard and it's like really weird that we do that because you have people out here that are killing themselves to just try to fit into a box mm-hmm. that society has created. So when you think about the fact that people are spending their life savings on getting Brazilian butt lifts right now, like spending a lot of money to yeah. fit yeah. a certain look, yeah. it really is something where it's just like this, um, it's an overall like problem that's beyond just like the two of us or the mm-hmm. three of us. Like it's something where it's just like, you know, no one wants to deal with the mental health aspects of it because it's there's such a pressure to have a certain look that no one like even thinks about how unhealthy that actually is to want to change and alter everything about who you are to just mm-hmm. fit the look. Yeah. Right. And it makes you think like, you know, there are some people who did not make it to the journey. Like some people lost their lives in the process of trying to yeah. get the look yeah. and get here. When you think about so many of the botched surgeries mm-hmm. and you think about so many people that end up committing suicides because they not they haven't got to the journey yet. And mm-hmm. it's it's crazy to be on the journey because to get here was just not an easy path. Like it mm-hmm. was not like yeah. it wasn't a moment of just like I got this, I'ma do it. It's mm-hmm. like I think it's it's I think they say it's like seven times, like seven times is the average amount um before you can kick an addiction. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you think about when I think about my life, I'm like yeah, this would probably be my seventh attempt at mm-hmm. this point because it's been, I tried it in middle school, didn't work. Tried it in high school, didn't work. Tried it in college mm-hmm. multiple times, didn't work. And it's just like, well, now yeah. for the first time, it's like actually sitting and being real with myself and realize, okay, you're not that girl anymore. No yeah. one else has control over your life but you. Yeah. So it's now time to unlearn and unpack all the things that got you here so that you can let go of those things. So if it's family, if it's like, if it's just those that inner child that needs to heal, because mm-hmm. I think that's the part that never heals because you just build, you become an adult around it and never actually address the bullying that happened when you were younger. And what that means when it comes down to your your whole idea of wanting to get healthy. Like I remember saying this was this transformation is for me now mm-hmm. because I can't have those societal pressures be the reason why I want this journey because it's not going to get me there because it's never worked mm-hmm. because I didn't address the inner child in me. I didn't address why I ate. I didn't address like mm-hmm. those habits yet. We coming out strong. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. So we know that exercise has positive effects on your mental health by like reducing anxiety, depression, negative mood, and improving your self-esteem. Both of you have been really open about how your journey has helped you healthier like get um, get physically healthier and also heal internally since we're talking about healing (laughs) i know brianna like you said you recently posted that your current transformation is for you not for your looks like and it's for your health and your spirit what exactly does that mean to you um to me it means that like i have i can be this is i'm saying i'm saying this is going to be for me and like for some the one of the things that i want to achieve right because i think that 
before a lot of the pressure to want to be healthy came from external factors. So Mm -hmm. people saying, oh, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. You will look better if you lost weight. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you would just be this, this, and this if you lost weight. Like, and like all that was the reason why I was losing weight. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I even thought about my health, right? I didn't at one point really feel the desire to be like, okay, I can take on this challenge Mm -hmm. right now. Like, this is who I am. And when I say this transformation is for me, it's just like, I don't have an end goal for this. Like, like my end goal is to be healthy. It don't, I'm not even worried necessarily about a physical number Mm -hmm. of weight. My goal is to be healthy. When I can run up, when I can run a mile, I'm, that's my, that's something I'm looking forward to. Like, I want to be able to run them out. I want to be Girl, able to. will run as well. Yeah. <laughs> come I can definitely. I would definitely join you too because I want to. Know how, I want to be able to run a mile, right? Like I want to be able to really rule out any issues, right? Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, for me, it became a moment where I'm like, I'm not even going to go to doctors anymore because they just going to straight up tell me you need to lose weight, and I'm like, okay, if I'm telling you I need help and you're just telling me lose weight and never asking yourself asking me like. You're not even considering, like, something could be wrong with me or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I stopped going. I'm like, but now I'm at a point where it's like, no, you know what? This is for you. Don't let nobody tell you no. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't let nobody tell you no for your business. You don't let nobody tell you no in other aspects of your life. Like, why don't you feel the need that you can fight for yourself? So it's like, now I'm kind of coming for everything that I want in mm-hmm. my life, especially mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm on my own now in terms of, like, I'm not a kid anymore. And I think that that's yeah. something that's that's uh, that becomes... It's a little scary, right? When you really accept that you're a full-on adult and can yeah. do whatever you want to do with your life, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I already know what it feels like to be 350 pounds. What in the world does it look like for me to be like for me to be at 150 pounds, 250 pounds? Like mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like yet because I've been there because when I my life has kind of been like dictated by everyone else around mm-hmm. me and the pressure of, well, you know, you go to school, you get your education, you do this, bam. Okay, now you don't wear this. You wear this when you have to wear this. And you do this when you're supposed to do this. Okay, I followed those rules. But now that it's like, I'm 25. I don't have anybody guiding this part of my life. Yeah. It's like, this is for me. Like, this is not for anybody else's pressure. Like, I'm not really confined by anybody else's rules right now. And so it's like, I'm really doing this for me because I need this. Like, I mm-hmm. need to prove to myself I need to prove to the child that lives inside of me. Like everyone has an inner child and something I um, have been working with my therapist about is really being the person that your inner child needed. Mm -hmm. So the inner child of you, when you were younger, that child part of you really needed somebody to step in and say, no, you're not ugly. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you you're beautiful. And it's like, yeah. And and it's in it. You needed some, I needed someone to be there, you know, at those moments when I was bullied. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what, what Amen. did I need Amen. at that moment when when you have people calling you fat and throwing things at you? What did what did your inner child need? Amen. Your inner child needs someone to protect you. Yeah. And if that person nobody was there to protect you for yeah. that, then become that person. Yeah. If you needed somebody to really advocate on behalf of your health when you were younger and mm-hmm. no one did that for yeah. you, become that person that would have advocated yeah. for you on behalf of your health and yeah. stood in front of you and said, "Well, no, you're not going to just deny my my outreach to you. Because mm-hmm. if I'm telling you that something's wrong with me, then that means that you have to listen. Mm-hmm. Because that means that there's my, some, there may actually be something wrong with me. And then to come out, like, to find this person who I am now 
is I'm really happy with who I am right now because who I was I mean, even a year or two ago mm-hmm. would have allowed, I did not say I would have, I did allow myself. I denied myself the ability to have someone fight for me. And I, like I mentioned to you earlier, when I actually sat and told doctors, like, you're not about to keep ignoring me. And I finally found somebody to say, Oh no, I'm about to test to make sure that you're actually okay. Mm-hmm. And just to find out that there is something wrong was like, a sigh of relief because it's like I've been internalizing this battle that I know that I didn't even know that I actually could not have even won on my own in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when it comes down to it's me, it's for me, it's not for nobody else. Like I don't have a desire to look like anybody else, I don't have a desire to. I don't care about anybody's opinion of the journey. Mm-hmm. I'm it's me, yeah. and however I get it. It's going to be how I get there. It's going to be in a healthy way this time. I'm not going to be throwing up in the bathroom mm-hmm. at events. I'm not going to be so worried about, oh, my God, this looks like this. And my workout plan is horrible. If I would have showed y'all how I looked when I first started working out again, oh, my God. Like, I was, yeah, couldn't even do a jump jack. Couldn't even do a, couldn't do a jump jack. Couldn't do a sit-up. None of that. And so it's just like, accepting that also it just is not it's beyond look. Cause sometimes we get so caught up into this. And I mm-hmm. remember, I literally remember when I was in college, I had a personal trainer. And the reason why I didn't even work, why weight loss didn't work then is because I sat in front of my trainer and bawled out in tears after been working for so many months and I had lost a pound and he's looking at me. He's like, but have you looked at yourself? Like you've completely changed, but you don't, you're so caught onto the numbers mm-hmm. and you're so caught onto what you're supposed, what people are saying you're supposed to do that you're not even seeing where you where you are right now. Mm-hmm. And that, I didn't realize at the moment, but now I started to realize, like, the, those things don't really truly define who you are. Like, mm-hmm. they don't define your journey or anything like mm-hmm. that. That just, they're like, those are the things that p- other people use to define things. But, like, you kind of have to be solid into, I have to be solid now in my own self. Like, I, yeah. I have to know this is for me. And not for no doctors, not for no 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 family members, not for no no uh, relationship, nothing. This is just strictly because I want to change. That makes sense. I'm glad you talked about not just like not focusing on the external and focusing mm-hmm. on the internal. Because mm-hmm. I I've read that when we focus too much on what we look out look like on the outside or somebody telling us we need to go to the gym or we need to eat better, it's easy for us to get off track. Yeah. But when we know that I'm doing this for me, like you said, and that you're doing it so that you can become better, not focusing too much on the scale, because I know I can do that as well, like not focusing on that stuff, we're more likely to adhere to our fitness journey or our healthy eating when we focus to, on the inside. Mm-hmm. I know something that I need to do better with is like not letting social media get to me too much, because I know if I'm scrolling on there too much and I see mm-hmm. people and this person got a six pack and they have that body that society is you know, just celebrating so much, no ways, big butt. Like sometimes I'll get in my head and I'll think that my journey is not, like I'm not working hard enough Mm -hmm. or I'm not doing enough to get to the place that I want to be and I can get discouraged. But it's good that you have gotten to a place where you're like, I'm doing this for me and I'm right about the small things like being able to run a mile. Well, not small, but being able to run a mile. Not the small, but like the, yeah, like the the, the short term, not like I'm trying to lose 100 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever, but focusing on, I want to run a mile. I want to be able to get through this workout, focus on that stuff. I feel like it's super important. Yeah. Yeah. The day I was able to get through a full workout, a full hour, Mm -hmm. no stopping, none of that, I was, I was very excited. It mm-hmm. was like, okay, I can really do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's definitely. I teared up a little bit. Um, <laughs> just because, uh, you know, so like you said, there's so much internalization of what you've been through mm-hmm. and being teased for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for a long time, I was looking for somebody to save me. Mm-hmm. I was like, if anybody can just see that I hate myself, mm-hmm. if one person can see it and save me, you know, um, and nobody came. Nobody came. Mm-hmm. Nobody came. And I waited for years, you know. And so, like, to create yourself as the person that you needed and still need mm-hmm. has been my challenge, mm-hmm. like, that I fight for every day. I've had so many people say so many nasty things, you know, and I've realized that it was never the wait. It's just people are not kind to black women, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Including that we're not nice to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the, the internalization of the world. You know, when I was big, it was she's big, she's fat, she's ugly. When I was losing weight, it's she got a lipo, she mm-hmm. got, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think that when I was in the middle of my journey, I had to really figure out, like, am I really doing this for me? Am I doing this for somebody mm-hmm. else? And I think that that is important to identify that because when people say things, it doesn't affect you mm-hmm. the same way, mm-hmm. you know? So there are so many people, I know she got something done, gotta, gotta, gotta. Girl, thanks, girl. You know what I mean? I, because I've gotten to a place in my life where those things don't matter that mm-hmm. much anymore because I know what I got here is solely and strictly for me. Mm-hmm. Healing has been so crazy, so transformational. You know, I, I'm still working on it mm-hmm. because every day I deal with it. You know, I think that some people on Instagram, especially, you know, you see social media. Mm-hmm. If you do this and you do that and, you know, you do the squats with the lunges mm-hmm. and you don't have the perfect butt. You know, I, I had to fall out of love with those things. I had to stop bookmarking. I had to stop favoriting things. I mm-hmm. had to stop going back, saving the pages and all of that stuff. And just really, mm-hmm. I think that one, focusing on yourself. I think two, reaffirming what God promised to me mm-hmm. and understanding that I deserve good things. Mm-hmm. I think that growing up, I didn't think that, you know, going back to recentering myself spiritually. I read Psalms 27 every day mm-hmm. like god you have promises that you made to me and mm-hmm. i'm gonna make good on those promises and i'm gonna love myself and i'm gonna love the things around me and i'm gonna give good energy and i think that that has been so paramount to my fitness journey to my spiritual journey to making sure that i stay grounded in the world you know and i tell people all the time like as me trying to help women that are thicker that have been through what i've been through that i'm going through what i'm going through it's like you know dedication to your journey doesn't just Mm -hmm. look like the scale it doesn't just look like weight loss it Mm -hmm. doesn't even look like just going to the gym Mm -hmm. it looks like dedicating yourself wholly Mm -hmm. to bettering yourself Mm -hmm. and living a holistically healthy good life Mm -hmm. i think that that i really felt that brie when you said that dedicating yourself to you Mm -hmm. not for anyone else not for anyone else's acceptance because the reality is Society will never do that mm-hmm. for certain people, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's what I've learned. Yeah. It also makes you like when you fail, and if you, because some, I mean, I feel like everybody has failed before, right? Like yeah. everybody has backtracked a few yep. times before. Yep. Yes. And like, <laughs> it makes you when you're when you're doing it for yourself, you're like, oh, I can just, I'm gonna get back on focus mm-hmm. tomorrow. It is not that deep, like. But when you are with somebody else's standards, you're like, I'm getting ready to lose my mind because this scale says I'm five pounds a lot heavier than I was three weeks ago. And now you're trying to kill yourself. But and when it's not like, folk, when that's not your focal point, you're like, girl, came back I'll from see vacation, you next came back from vacation, five pounds heavier, <laughs> was on the, on the toilet, like, come on, just put it out. <laughs> 
you know, like I get what you like. That was I'm telling you, that was me and that was me in high school. That was me my senior year. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make sure I don't I don't gain no weight. Like mm-hmm. if I knew I was eating too much. It was gonna be either laxative, some type of slimming tea, something, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, that's not healthy at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm somewhere between like what you just said. Like, I need to lose the weight, and then like if you if you fall off or backtrack, being like feeling bad about it, and then mm-hmm. like just being like I accept it and I can get back on track. I feel like I'm somewhere between that because when I got on the scale today, I was like five pounds where did this come from well, just like forgiving yourself right. yeah just being kind to yourself you know sometimes you deserve a five pound mm-hmm. weight gain you know what i'm saying especially because weight be so it's so fluctuating yeah. especially as women you're like your body you're literally going to fluctuate weight like mm-hmm. not like it's nothing i can be five pounds heavier tomorrow tomorrow mm-hmm. for no reason for no yes. reason for just That's true. no reason just strictly off hormones yes. i'm like oh, okay well do mm-hmm. your thing do what you gotta do yeah i'm like i because when i scalp i went to the doctors today and when i stepped on the scale i was like oh shoot I lost five pounds because I knew I had lost pounds like three pounds like last week when I got on the scale today. I was like, oh, so it's official five pounds. That's nice. Cause I ain't do nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I ain't do nothing. And this week was horrible. But I'm just like, yeah, but let next week come here. And Mother Nature decides to bring her, her time around. <laughs> and there we go. Care. Ten pounds for no reason. <laughs> so, Corey, on your fitversary, your three-year fitversary, you posted something to you. I was watching. I was watching. Mm-hmm. I was taking notes. <laughs> You said, so when I say hard work, I'm not just talking about the gym work. I'm talking about the internal work, the overcoming and conquering of the psyche, not just taking inches off your waist, but shackles off your mind that limit the possibilities of your future. Now, yes, what, what, yes. what, does, what does that quote mean? Like, how did you even Girl, put that together? You know what? Sometimes I sit and I think about where I've been and where I'm going and where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I still have so far to go in mm-hmm. terms of my fitness journey. And my fifth birthday is actually next month, but it was me like reflecting. Okay, on, okay, okay. You know, like, oh, it's coming up. And okay. I always get excited around my fifth birthday time because I feel like it allows me to like reflect on where I've been spiritually. Mm-hmm. And when I say fitness journey, I feel like 95% of this has been me beating myself, like me overcoming myself, the things that I've internalized, mm-hmm. the trauma that I've internalized, the you know, bad relationships that I've had, me allowing people to treat me any kind of way, mm-hmm. not feeling valuable mm-hmm. in the world because of my weight, right? Like, even though, you know, it's a weight thing, it has had so many different mm-hmm. limiting effects mm-hmm. on every other part of my life. I've had very unhealthy relationships with men. I've had very unhealthy relationships with friends. I've had very unhealthy relationships with food. I've had, I've treated myself poorly, right? I've, I've seen myself as not valuable. Mm-hmm. And so that process that unlearning process has been the hardest thing even to this day and when I say it I mean it like it's literally like an unlearning you know if you've ever seen like like you know how they talk about um what is the when you go into white spaces um no not code switching it's called um something syndrome it's uh imposter syndrome syndrome, where you feel like you almost pretended Mm -hmm. in a space right like where you're like I don't like like I don't belong here Like, I don't belong in this space. I don't deserve to, like you said, Brie, I don't deserve to be in this space. I, before, when I first started working out, I was so afraid to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Mm. I was so afraid. Mm -hmm. That's how I got into running because I was like, I got to do something where nobody is around me, Mm -hmm. where nobody can see the fat girl sweat, 
where nobody can make fun of me and you know what I mean? I, because I was so focused on it. And so now being that personnel, now I go to the gym intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I still don't all the way feel comfortable, yeah. but I force myself into those spaces. I force myself, oh no, you're going to wear a crop top. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you might not be skinny, but you're going to wear them little tight leggings. Mm-hmm. You going, you know what I mean? I think that that has been my process of taking off shackles off my mind of what I even see myself as or how where I can go or what I can be or even like from the internalization of my relationships what I deserve mm-hmm. in, in in a partner and what I'm looking for what I deserve at work mm-hmm. how I deserve to be treated how I deserve to live my life all of those things even though it stems from me being chubby growing up you know it's has impacted my life in ways that I never even knew when I was in it, Mm -hmm. right? Like I was in law school in the thick of it, Mm -hmm. depressed, you know, and was waiting. Like someone was just going to come in with the cape Mm -hmm. and everything was going to be fine. And it it was going to slice off the weight and everything was going to be perfect. And and it just never came, you know? And so to see me now, you know, even the, the number that I see on the scale now, and I'm trying not to tear up, the number that I see on the scale now is something I never thought that I would be. You know what I mean? And we don't mm-hmm. obsess over numbers, but it's like, damn it, I did that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I did that. I did that for me. Mm-hmm. Not for nobody else, not for anyone else except me. I said, and I think that that is what a fitness journey is. It's creating yourself as a work of art. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is that you want to be, you can be. You know, my little sister, she went to the Naval Academy and she wrote me this letter love her so much one of my little best friends and she said you know she said we all all of the black girls excel at the fitness stuff and everybody else is like complaining Mm -hmm. you know it's so hard you know and they're asking us like how do we do it and they say you know they went to their little black girl corner and was giggling like little do they know we've been through way worse Mm -hmm. we've been through way worse this fitness stuff is so little compared to what our mamas our Mm -hmm. grandmamas Mm -hmm. our sisters have been through you know what I mean and so when I think about it in that perspective, I'm like, oh, I could do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could do anything. Everything that I see that I want to do, I do. If I say, you know what? You say you want to run. Oh, you can do that. You can do that because you're you. You know what I'm saying? You're an amazing, awesome black girl. Black girl magic to the 10th degree. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's kind of the mindset that I have now where if it's something I want to do, I don't care what it is. If I want to do it, oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And I think that that was the mentality that, one, I'm saving me mm-hmm. with the promises that God has given me. God has made promises, mm-hmm. right? We deserve all good things, all good things. Two, removing the shackles and allowing to allowing yourself to live your fullest life, whatever that looks like. And it has it doesn't have a weight limit mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a weight minimum. Mm-hmm. It doesn't <laughs> have a waist length, height, size, whatever it is. It doesn't have any of those things. You know what I mean? So I told myself, I said, I want, I know what I want my body to look like that, right? Like I know this is how in my mind, when I envision, I want it to look like that and I'm going to do it. Why? Because I want it, not because somebody yeah, else said, yep. I could do it or couldn't do it, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to fight that as yeah. well. I used to be, I used to be the person, oh, they going to be sorry. They ever called me fat. They going to mm-hmm. be oh sorry. God, yes. I'm going to show them. Nah, but you don't owe it to them. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't That's owe your fitness journey somebody had to i used to do that maybe like two years ago i used to be like you know proving it to all the people who said i couldn't do it and she slid nicely on into my dms and she said don't ever give anybody that type of power Mm. over you Mm -hmm. where you have to say i did this to spite you Mm -hmm. no i did this 
for me mm-hmm. for me and i'm glad you said that brie because that's really literally i think that 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 is that 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 is what mm-hmm. so when i wrote that little post i was like you know just reflecting on where i've been where i'm going i'm still removing i still to this day mm-hmm. suffer from body dysmorphia mm-hmm. when i walk in the space i still feel like 320 pound cord swear to god Sort of got like the way that I move move through space. When I walk into rooms, I think that's the first thing people notice about me. Is mm-hmm. Ain't that crazy? I think that's so crazy. I mean, it's the, my lived reality, but that's so crazy to me that that's what I do. Like literally, I think I take up so much space. I'm so you know everything is so my, mm-hmm. my body movement, and everything is so inconvenient for folks. Mm-hmm. So I try to like you know, and I have to tell myself all the time. It's that's mentally mm-hmm. the mental aspects, and so I think that overcoming that has been what has been my journey and overcoming it and still trying to mm-hmm. i'm glad you talked about body dysmorphia because i feel like that's a conversation that i have with um, one of my friends all the time and how she suffers from that i feel like that is, you wouldn't even think that this person suffered from from it because mm-hmm. she's like no ways big butt the body that everybody wants and that's something that she suffers from and she talks about dealing with a lot like it's really something that a lot of people struggle with so i do you want to do an episode on that Y'all want to come on? Let me know. Girl, I'll come. Girl, I will come. Because y'all are, I got body dysmorphia stories for y'all for days. Yeah. yeah. I was wearing, I was wearing a medium and I legit thought I was like huge. Like yeah. I literally like yeah. thought, I was, like I was like, you know, taking up too much space when I'm moving. I'm like, oh wow. I look at my size and I'm like, Jesus, I was ever that like yeah. thin. And then like. Also, you don't even notice until you see pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, the reason why I did the, the comparison pictures on 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 Instagram was because I like kept complaining, like I'm not losing weight, I'm not losing weight, like I'm not like I don't see no differences. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until I saw myself in February compared to myself in May, yeah. and I was like, oh shoot, like no, the scale didn't say anything, but this is a big difference. Like you got yeah. a waistline now, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's starting to come in. And so, like, yeah, body dysmorphia is bad. Because you don't, body dysmorphia can take you places that you don't even want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, that could take you to a point where you're just, like, obsessing about stuff. And oh, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm at the way of these, all these trainers and all this stuff. And you're just I like, was at a point where it's I not was even starving. a day. I was starving myself. Like, yeah. I was not eating. And somebody was like, are you taking, like, um, what's the, the it slim was tea. A, a, body, a body, a fat burner. Are you taking fat burners? Because mm-hmm. something... It's like fleshy. You looking fleshy. fleshy yeah. You know, fleshy. And I said, no. And it was, in that moment, I was like, all right, Corey, you got to stop. Yeah. You got to stop. Like, this is not, this is not, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, this is not, okay, this isn't healthy or like obsessing over calories. Mm-hmm. Obsessing over. I'm talking about like down to the, I need to log every single one. And, and you know, and, oh, oh, I'm five, I'm five over. Let me go run real quick. Do like a little, you know what I'm saying? And do the jumping jacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's to a point where when you, when you feel like it's less of a journey and more of an obsession, mm-hmm. I think that that's when you kind of, we can talk about it on the body dysmorphia, yes. obsession, but it's that yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. And so what would you want to say? Ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was going to ask a follow up question. So if you um, got a rebuttal. Well, it, was, it, was, it was a touch on just this whole imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, I think another part that kind of added into my um, fitness journey was finally, um, first, let's go back. I said a prayer. I said a specific prayer. I said, God, please remove people from my life that are not of you 
and are not meant to be around me regardless of how bad it hurts me Mm -hmm. and surround me by people that love me and actually would push me to go further i said this and literally so many of my friends dropped off and so many newer people put me into my life Mm -hmm. that it started to make me think like when you believe in god and you pray for certain things even if it sometimes may shock you it's what you prayed for. And so you live in your wild, you're living things that you've prayed for before. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so if you pray for God to do this and help you get to where you at now, what made you think that God will help you through the journey to get you where you want to be at too? And so the other thing that kind of like took me out a little bit was that I had to really start and think like, I'm not, I can't keep internalizing things because people are expecting things from me that I can't even give to myself. So when they look at me, they don't just see me as, oh, that's Brianna. They see me as a CEO. And when I sit and I talk to people, I'm like, oh, wow, because my business is not just a little business here, right? It's like, I didn't, I didn't internal, I've internalized being ugly with not being worthy and not thinking about what you put out in the world is also what you, what you, yeah. And, and, and just the idea that like, okay, well, if you don't think that your business is that, why do you think you that? Like, Mm -hmm. if you don't, if you feel confident enough to stay up every night and work hard on getting such so many so many sales this week or mm-hmm. you sitting here managing all these people why can't you do that for yourself like why can't why don't you feel like you can do that for yourself and that's where it came to the moment of imposter syndrome just thinking of like okay i am supposed to be where i'm at right now right i right. prayed to be right, right here right. and so now it's time for me to do the other legwork of since i'm here and i have like people who genuinely love me and genuinely care for me around me because at one point it was so many people sucking the energy mm-hmm. out of my life and mm-hmm. then also adding to that toxic behavior it's like you know like feeling like you're the ugly friend out of the group and then when people treat you like that and they start to like you start to get confidence and they no longer want to hang out with you mm-hmm. or like they yeah, no yeah, longer. Yeah. yeah like, say that, say that, say that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you get comfy, like they, you get confident. They like, Oh, we can't hang out with Brianna no mm-hmm. more because now she's going to stand, um, stop for attention. Like I didn't even like internalizing it. You're, ugly, when you're thinking worth is dependent yes, on, on you, you not having any preach. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's what I, that's why I was going with that. Like when you <laughs> walk into a space, like I had to sit back and I had to analyze like why one of my, one of somebody I was really close with just didn't want to hang out with me no more. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, because when we were younger and we were, and I was living in my pain and in my traumas, it was fine because when I walked in a room, I had my head down. I was trying not to take up as much space. Like you said, Corey, like you try to not take up so much space. But now when we walk in a room, I'm been people bending for attention. Like, oh my God, she's like walking in here like this. And who's that? And, mm-hmm. and they looking, they looking at me and not you. And like, not to be like, I don't have, I don't feel like that's a ego boost, but in the sense of like, you know, it's really crazy when you ask God to reveal certain things around you mm-hmm. that it starts to happening. But I don't understand. I never understood why I didn't trust God during this journey. Like mm-hmm. if I trust him for everything else, what made you not trust him? Yeah for this journey society. and like society, mm-hmm. <laughs> it does it convinces you it's like not enough but you still fat you know what I'm saying that is, that's how it is especially with imposter syndrome just thinking about how black women being in fitness in general was not mm-hmm. always a thing exactly i think more so yeah. with social media like we see it more often mm-hmm. but that wasn't always a thing so i know for me sometimes when i go to the gym i'm like the only black girl in it mm-hmm. and i'm like 
Yeah. But I'm like, no, like I'm about to show these. Not saying. But I'm about to show them that I have a place here. So I feel like sometimes it can be hard if you feel like you're not supposed to be in this area. Exactly. When society is like people in fitness, white men or really small, skinny, petite white women. So like, yeah. how do we make our space in these spaces that were not created for us? And I think we create them. We create those spaces. We create those spaces and we go where we're valued. Mm -hmm. You know, although representation is important, Mm -hmm. I had, so I got asked to do an Under Armour. Mm -hmm. um, I saw you post about that. I got asked to do an Under Armour. um, So, no, not. (laughs) I didn't hear the whole thing, my bad. So so. I got asked to come in for a casting, Mm -hmm. right? And they were like, you know, sending your pictures. I sent in my pictures, made it to the final day or whatever and went in. (laughs) And anybody who knows me, my waist, it appears to be small because my hips are so wide mm-hmm. right like it's like optical illusion i talk about it's an optical illusion mm-hmm. my race is really not that small it's mm-hmm. really the average size but because my bottom half is so much bigger than my top half it gives the illusion that it's small mm-hmm. i i say that for a reason so i walk into this place and i have like i said i struggle with body dysmorphia my whole life but i said you know Corey, this is the time where you conquer that where you can if you can make it through somebody critiquing whatever it is you got going on and mm-hmm. not feel away, not internalize it, you'll be all right. Right. So I went and the woman, one of the, you know, uh cat the directors of mm-hmm. the casting, you know, you go up, they, you know, measure you and mm-hmm. do all the things. And so I don't have the typical for fitness i don't have the typical look of a plus size fitness model mm-hmm. right i don't i don't have the typical look for it because of the way that my waist is set up this woman told me that um she insinuated so she asked me about my fitness journey she we're looking for real athletes is mm-hmm. what she kept saying right real athletes and i'm trying to figure out why she kept saying it like i'm like, an athlete i'm a real athlete i might not look mm-hmm. like a, a, the, the athlete that you're used to mm-hmm. but i can run with the best of them i can lift with the best of them i can put in work like the rest of them like pull out the turf i will show you that mm-hmm. i'll be doing the things you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and so she and, and I, I, I share intimate parts of myself with this woman like she was asking about my fitness journey and so i showed her the pictures i'm like i used to be 320 pounds i'm now you know xyz weight you know i'm trying to get here and she said you know well our client isn't really looking um for somebody with your body type like um did you get she said you know you have like the kim kardashian look um you know not saying you had work done but if you did it looked good and i was like huh when she said that it took everything in me you know you know you start picking up things and thoughts. Mm-hmm. i said you know Corey, leave here one piece you know what i'm saying leave here one piece mm-hmm. but i was so upset and i think a part of it was me being like just because i don't look like or you don't think mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i t- i i i these there are particular spaces that have framed black women out intentionally mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and they only let certain black women that look the cert a certain way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's wild that she compared a black woman to kim, to kim kardashian, kardashian right because she said like, you know your shoulders <laughs> she looked like she us said, your, shoulder, to. your shoulders are broad and your waist is small you know your body type you know she said that um and originally i thought to write under armor and say you know y'all y'all tout being black you know in in black baltimore with Mm -hmm. all kinds of athletes and you would have someone say that to me i posted it and then somebody told me take it down and they said take it down because you don't 
they don't deserve Under Armour doesn't deserve your energy. Mm-hmm. They said, "Come over here with the black brands. Come mm-hmm. over here. We got space for you over here." Mm-hmm. And I, I, I got asked to be an ambassador for Go Season, mm-hmm. you know, which is a black-owned fitness company, mm-hmm. a, a black-owned fitness wear company. I asked to do some, got asked to do some stuff with Stay in Motion, you know, Motion Fitness. You know, I, I do work with, you know. A whole bunch of black creators, thinkers, and they find space for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that that for me has been what's been great about being in fitness has been, oh, it's not a whole lot of spaces for, mm-hmm. oh, you got the black running group? Oh, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. That's how I feel runners run. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's young black professionals that are trying to instill in folks that are in our communities fitness. I started running with Cool Ant on mm-hmm. Tuesdays. They run in the middle of the hood because black kids don't see that. Mm-hmm. We ain't got parks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you can run with us. Oh, you want to ride your bike? Come on, run with us. You know, that kind of thing. Because I think that while there are spaces that don't value us, there are a hell of a lot of spaces mm-hmm. that do and that will call and will push into you good energy mm-hmm. that you give out that's what i say yeah yeah that's why i always try to like highlight even on millennials we try to highlight the black business because it. for some people people for some reason people don't think that black people want to be active or oh, that God. we want to be we mm, want to eat yeah. healthy or be yeah. into fitness mm, and things like yeah. that so i'm glad that a lot of these organizations like cool and, and <laughs> runners run more waters all of those different organizations mm, are mm. becoming more prominent mm-hmm. and we're seeing more of them so that we can get involved in this stuff and also knowing that they're available in our communities that they're not something that we have to go outside of our communities amen. to find so i'm amen. glad that more of those businesses exist amen so I would say, um, what is one piece of advice that you would give for others who want to become healthier, whether they just started their journeys, they're in the middle, but they're struggling with any mental health challenges, whether it's depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, self-doubt, anything that we all have been through. What, what advice would you give to them? Um, I would definitely tell them, like, you got to start someplace mm-hmm. and start today because you never... You're never, it's never going to be the perfect time to start something. And then the other thing is just like, after being someone, being in a place, and I I always say it's my dark spot. Like my darkest place was right after college when I was hospitalized for mental health. Two days after the biggest day, supposed to be the biggest day of my life, graduation Mm -hmm. from college. And here I'm sitting here trying to figure out where everything went wrong for me to end up here. I'm sitting in front of doctors and nurses and stuff, just trying to figure out like, where did my mental go wrong? And the thing I would say is that it was at that moment, it's at that moment when you start to realize that like, okay, this is not where you want to be at. And if you don't want to be there, then start. Because unpacking a whole bunch of stuff, like it may not make sense immediately. Mm-hmm. You may not even think that you're doing any, anything good or anything like for your mental health for a few months or for you, a few years. It's going to be at a moment where you sit back and be like, wow, a few years ago, I would have went off. You know, let me tell you, I had a recent <laughs> event, recent event, like yesterday, <laughs> where, like I said, I've always had like unhealthy relationships, especially with guys, because I kind of internalize this fat, you're fat, so you got to deal with who you're going to deal with and this and this. So I realized yesterday that, wow, I really have overcome that aspect of myself when I just like blocked the dude. Like I had no problem. I didn't, I didn't put up a fuss. I just, two and two didn't match up. I looked at his, I was, he said he was doing something and he wasn't doing what he was supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. I was like, I'm not, about, a few years ago, I would have fussed, cussed everything. Mm-hmm. I just straight up, peace. It's not worth my energy. You know, if someone can't be honest with me, I don't want them around me. 
you know and it's just like knowing where i where i've been that was a moment where i'm like i really have done the work i've done a lot of work to get to a space where i don't feel like i'm giving someone that much power over me that much energy Mm -hmm. to change my mood to change any of those things because like when you get to that space is when you're gonna really appreciate it. So when thing, when people say things to you and it no, it doesn't affect you anymore, and then when you get to a space where you're like, oh, I'm just gonna walk away. Like it's not that deep. Yeah. I'm not gonna. It's not like you. You'll start to think like, oh, because first of all, their the expectation for you to be aggressive as a black woman is already there. Yeah. Like that expectation is there for when you when you walk in a the room. They're like, mm, let me figure out how I can tick. How can I gaslight her so that she can react? Mm-hmm. And when you don't react anymore, it's like you've you've healed. And no power. Yes. <laughs> they don't have that power over you anymore. And it's just like, you know, those situations don't have power over you. And that's when you can really kind of like take and own and hone on yourself because mm-hmm. that those issues that you had no longer have power in you. Like they don't matter no more. You just this is me, right? <laughs> like I don't have I don't have time, I don't have the energy to do any of those things and being like you can tackle any challenge that comes in your life. Mm-hmm. That's when you really are like, my mental health is where I need to start going to. It's a, it's health. It's not like a state. Like mm-hmm. no one is, I don't want to say mental health, mentally healthy, but like what that looks like is the same yeah. thing as physical healthy. Like if you don't consist, consistently work on your physical health, you're not going to be healthy at one point. If you don't consistently work on your mental health, you're not going to be healthy anymore. And yeah. it's like, at one point, you're never going to get to this aha state. It's always going to be, you always going to have to do mental check-ins for yourself. You're always going to just figure out emotionally where you are mm-hmm. and those things. So, yeah. So, basically, you're saying start small and keep keep take, going. Keep Even when you fail. Stuff. Even when you feel like, you know, I've had moments where, you know, I've, like, I'm, I'm doing well, I'm doing well. And then somebody may say something to me and I'm off. I'm going off on them. Yeah. And I'm like, I had to recheck myself. Like, yeah. what's... Yeah. What's caused me to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Is it the inner child of you coming out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it? Is it a trauma that yeah. you're reacting from? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's like what is it that's causing you to react like that? And nine times out of ten, when you step back and say, "What's causing you to do that?" That next answer is which is going to be like, "Oh, okay. oh, okay." Mm-hmm. So it's not even what like because yeah. you could go off yeah. on someone. Because of something that someone way in your past did to you, mm-hmm. yeah. and if they didn't have, they don't really. It's not even. Real. Yeah, it's not even yeah. real. Like it's not real, and then you start thinking like, oh, okay, cool. And then you're if you if you're someone who's kind of ego driven, when you're able to do like do that, then you're already better than most people in the world because mm-hmm. most people do not take the time out to think about their own mental status. Like, yeah. am I? Is this healthy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Corey, what advice would you have for people who want to start or continue their journey, but they're struggling to get started? Yeah. Um, Mentally or physically? Both. I would say um, do a really good Mm self-assessment. And it requires being honest with yourself. Um, I think that... um, that's the first step to, to 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 being fit with anything is to do you know like when you do an assessment at school so mm-hmm. that they can kind of see where you are you know where where's her reading level what 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 are her math capabilities right I think that to 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 even have a fitness journey you would need to evaluate yourself and evaluate all of the unhealthy practices you have in your life mm-hmm. and then I think that the next step would be to seek ways to identify what those things are linked to. Mm. Um, And sometimes, you know, people love to do the, 
Go to a therapist. Go to a... <laughs> there are so many different ways of creating healthy mental spaces and evaluating your own conduct mm-hmm. that go beyond just speaking to a therapist, right? Like, right. we're not all a monolith. Speaking about trauma is not okay for everybody, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't help them. If anything, sometimes that forces them to relive the thing that they suffered, right? What does that look like to you? Some people have aquatic therapy where literally swimming is something that helps them to get their mind to help reevaluate the things. Whatever it is that is that therapeutic thing that allows you to be self-reflexive, that allows you to dive deeper into your your bigger, higher, most high self, mm-hmm. I think, is what people would then need to invest in. And then everything else comes later, right? I think that that's for me anyway, for me. Yeah. So what resources or methods have you used, if any, like when you started, as you continue to go, that you would recommend for other people so that they can start their own? Um, I would say get a, a what do you call it? A, um, a journal. I, so journal, but also get a really supportive, if you're going to do the personal training route, get a really supportive trainer mm-hmm. because that can change the game. Because like, for instance, my I got my, I injured my foot in May and my use most trainers just like kind of like oh you're not paying me goodbye mm-hmm. you're not you know you're a customer but when you have a trainer that feels that like pours into you and checks on you and it's like when you coming back when you coming back it's beyond just money it's mm-hmm. like no you was on a good track where you coming you coming back like that can be yeah. your out your external kind of cues mm-hmm. yeah. and those you need internal cues and external cues like I have I use, I wear waist beads usually. That's like another in- external cue. Like, mm-hmm. oh, your waist beads ain't fitting right, Bree. Um, like using those different tools to kind of keep you on track is mm-hmm. very important because it's like you're. It's not just a. It's not a. It's not a marathon. Mm-hmm. It's not a sprint. It's a journey, and it's the rest of your life. Like it's not like. It's not like at one point you're just going to... Like, Corey, you're not going to stop working out one day. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be working out until you can't work out right, no more, right? It's like, <laughs> Even now, I'll be moving my mouth. Okay? Right? Like, so you got to... You have to stop. You can't... It's not going to be like a, a ending. Like, mm-hmm. you got to surround yourself with people. So I would say get a support team that mm-hmm. that's not necessarily your idea of a support team because like a lot of people think oh my support team is my family is my friends no your support team may actually be a random person like i'm just gonna be very uh transparent it's one of my external factors like like external notifications be Corey. when i look at Corey's journey i'll be like i'm serious i'll be like dad great it's time for you to get back on track like it's time for you to get back on track Mm -hmm. because sometimes you don't um you don't even realize that you sometimes you need that external motivation even though you do need it internally, mm-hmm. but like it's sometimes where you just be like, okay, I need a reflection of somebody who I know that's done this, and it's like it's really inspirational. I mean, I'll be honest, you're very Stop inspirational it. Stop because when I see one, it's because when you look on social media, like you see all these people, but then you know social media is not real. Like mm-hmm. these people. People will Photoshop themselves as big and then be like, I lost all this weight. Look at my, like, use my tools. They're just mm-hmm. like, or some people will literally Photoshop their bodies or get work done on their bodies yeah. and be like, oh, now I am this fitness guru, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. sometimes it's important to see somebody that's actually lived similar lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and realizing like, okay, somebody else knows what it feels like to have internalized being fat. Yeah. And what that means to be a fat girl when everybody is... I don't know, yeah, coming of age, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah. um, 
I think that I forgot what the question was here, but I'm like, what resources? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, definitely just kept me getting those outs- external like factors, um, like what do you call them? External, external motivators, motivators, yeah. Um, that keep you on track. That are healthy motivators and mm-hmm. not necessarily like an Instagram model because that's not real. Um, but then, the, then the other thing is to kind of just like to kind of I don't say to think back of who you are as a, who you were as a child. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's so interesting that, um, I do go to therapy, but like my, and the one thing my therapist really likes to help work with me on is just like that whole idea of your inner child. 10 or 11 is like what your personality is going to be. And so a lot of people are, are, are out here living as children in adult bodies and the traumas that they experience as kids is what they're now living in the world because they never get the work their the work so they don't even know who they truly are um and so when you are trying to like start your journey i i use the tool of who my inner child needed like who i needed to come mm-hmm. to my rescue because who i needed to who i was at that age is what got me to where i am right now like everything that i've done that happened to me and continuously happened is because of who I developed at the age of 10 or 11, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's time for me to figure out who I am at 25. And, like, that's already, that's already like, a big hurdle in the, in the journey because figuring out who you are now is much more important than anything because when people get so stuck in this whole, oh, it, that's just the way I am, it's like, nah, that's not really how you actually are. It's just you're still living those same traumas mm-hmm. and you don't see the need to continue to work on yourself so like um yeah those are some of the tools i kind of like use i use make sure i have like a a, some of those external factors Mm -hmm. like i have a personal trainer that's on me sometimes i look at some people that i know have lived the same experience as me um i journal i pray i write my prayers down which is a different experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and i'm not i no longer lie to god like i i will say that i i had a moment where i'm praying and I'm lying to God about a lot of things like Mm -hmm. you ever and I I had to sit back and listen to my pastor one day and he said something in regards of like why are y'all lying to God like if you have a problem and you go to God about the problem why are you sugarcoating it like God don't know what your real feelings about it is like lay your real feelings out about it and then get to the the work that you need to get done. So if you're angry about something, don't go to God and like, I really pray that you like fix this and do it nice and this. He's like, you don't really mean it that way. You need to be very raw with everything you do. And so now that's another tool I do. I'm like, I'm really raw with God. I don't lie about nothing. I'm mm-hmm. like, I want this, 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 and this. This is why this situation made me so angry. I hate this person now. Mm-hmm. I don't like this way. This made me feel like this. And then it can, once you lay it out, it's out. And it no longer is stuck in your head. It's not running through your head 3,000 times a day because mm-hmm. it's already out. Yeah. So that's another tool that I like to use to keep myself mentally in check there. So it sounds like you do, when it comes to your journey, and just life in general, you do a blend of making sure your spiritual side is together. Absolutely. Making sure you pray, journal, using outside, like you said, external resources, and then doing the internal work as well, which Mm -hmm. I feel like is really important because sometimes things can be out of line. Like I know for me right now, I'm like, 
I don't want to say struggling, but yeah, struggling with my spiritual side, but I'm putting so much more energy into yeah. fitness. Yeah. So I was like, listen, sis, you gotta, you have to get it together because you shouldn't be putting more into one area. They all need to be in line mm-hmm. with each other. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Um, we have two more questions because we've been, we've been, we've been healing, healing, healing. So I just want to ask, like, how do you two, because I know you're both in different areas when it comes to your journey like how do you plan to use your platforms to help other people honestly i've been um thinking about being a fitness coach Mm -hmm. um i don't think i'm where i want to be like in terms of like you know like being a trainer or anything like that i feel like so many people tout themselves as trainers when they haven't done the necessary like actual work Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to actually train people that's it um and so you know in that regard but i do think that like from a fitness coach perspective being a motivator Mm -hmm. and being able to be like you can do this um it's something that i really have been interested in a lot of people reach out to me and ask me questions i'm brutally honest with everything i Mm -hmm. tell people the nasty the good the bad Mm -hmm. the real ugly you know there have been nights where i've cried ugly cries and all that in between so some people don't really show that and I'm very honest and upfront with mm-hmm. that and I think that that's why some people really do reach out to me because I think that they're like I've been there I was actually there last night mm-hmm. um, and so I think that you know that's some, that's the space that I want to move into is like maybe or like a mentor or something like that I think I would want to do I can see that because I feel like you're super open on social media like I'll yeah. be reading I'm like dang like, I didn't know that she was going through this Yeah, because yeah. I've experienced some of the same things so yeah, yeah. I think that would be good yeah. What do you think of Bree? <laughs> um, so, because I've actually had this moment in, like, because my business, right? I started thinking about, like, what exactly is Slate Naturals, right? Like, is this going to be just a skincare line mm-hmm. or is this about to have an impact? And I thought about my impact being more of, like, oh, you know, people just want good skin, mm-hmm. right? But I started really realizing that, like, it's not that people want like clear skin because they want clear skin but they also want to feel um beautiful mm-hmm. and they want to feel okay as themselves and so right now i've been currently using my platform strictly to kind of promote and um tell people like they are beautiful and they're healthy and the reason why we have diversity inclusion and accessibility mm-hmm. in our whole branding is the fact that like you know those things matter so i don't want to be a company like um under armor where i like Mm -hmm. isolate people Mm -hmm. that are trying to um you know break into spaces that they may have never been able to break into before and so a lot of this sometimes comes down to youth because i know that when i was that 11 12 13 14 year old girl like i wanted somebody to come to my rescue Mm -hmm. i wanted somebody that looked like me that was not judging me that was not trying to ensure that um my character had been made into this angry mean little black girl um i needed somebody that and i want to now be that to someone else so Mm -hmm. when i like think about um when i currently work with my interns that are in, in high school um i like talk to i talk to her and i'm like hey are you okay? Like, what's going on? What's going on in your life? And mm-hmm. just, like, you know, being really open and honest and not just creating this, this facade that, like, um, nothing's wrong, right? Because I'm, like, at 14 years old, I was, like, ready to off myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. interact with young kids now as if they're not at that space that I was in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think being somebody who is 
who's grown up that way, I think it's just only right that I now become an advocate for them and um, push and motivate people who don't have the, um, who are, who are right there where I was mentally. of just like, I hated myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what y'all are going to do, creating these spaces, <laughs> not just for our older people, but our younger people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say has been your most proud moment so far? Corey, with you being three years in, Brianna, you are a year in? Mm-hmm. With you being a year in, what has been your most proud moment when it comes to your journey? I would say the proudest that I have been um, was in 2020, I ran 20 miles mm-hmm. 2020 wow. for 2020 um i never right. thought that i would ever run a mile mm-hmm. like in a sitting you know like in one run um and so uh somebody a runner one of my running friends posted oh, i'm gonna run 20 for 20 for 2020 for 2020 and i was like mm-hmm. and i remember asking everybody like uh you want to run this with me everybody's like nah i'm not doing that not in december like i'm not doing that i'm not doing that and um, I was like really upset, like, oh, dang, I ain't got no partner, so I can't do it. And I remember sitting at home with my dad three days before New Year's. And uh, he was like, I thought you were supposed to be running 2020, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I was supposed to, but nobody will run it with me. And he's like, you got you. And um, the next day, I didn't train or nothing. Oh, I just <laughs> ran the 20 miles. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was real crazy. I couldn't walk after. I like crawled <laughs> for like weeks. Um, I couldn't do anything. I actually couldn't work out for about two weeks. I was that down. I was down bad, like real bad. Hey, you ran but I did miles. it. But I did it, and it felt good. And so I think that that's probably the 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 biggest. That's been the biggest one for me. Yeah, um, I think that my like biggest. What did, you, what did you say, accomplishment? Your most proud moment. My most proud moment, and this is this may sound counterintuitive, was really accepting weight loss, like, therapy or treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the reason why is because I wouldn't let my ego go there. My ego wouldn't let me go there. So my ego wouldn't actually let me believe. Not say that something was wrong, but, like, I've been so in this kicker, like, oh, I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do this myself. And then when I did it, <laughs> when I did it myself, I'm like, oh, shoot, you're really not doing anything. Not say like, you're not losing, like, you're not doing anything, but, like, it's not, like, you need extra. Like, mm-hmm. you need extra. So I think my most, like, um, my biggest accomplishment was actually making those, that appointment. I was like, I was excited and nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, like, what am I doing? Like, I can't believe that I'm accepting this. Like, how do I now just describe this? Be like, oh, you got, like, because it's not. I'm not like getting surgery or nothing mm-hmm. like that, but it's like I'm getting hormonal treatment. So it's just like, okay, accepting that was like was something that was really big. Cause now it's just like, okay, well yeah. now you can actually lose weight because you've been working at it, mm-hmm. but you haven't seen anything because something actually was wrong with you. So yeah. yeah. But I feel like even with that, just making the appointment and going is a huge <sighs> step. I know we talk hard. about starting with like the small steps, but that's like a huge step. That's going to get you where yeah. you want to be. Because at one point I was like, I'm not going back to the doctors to tell you it's 50 pounds. Like I was, I was, I was dead set on it too. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what was wrong with me. Cause I was like, what they're not going to do is for me to go in there for some type of 
foot injury and they say, oh, you need to lose weight. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I cannot wait to go back to my doctor and say I lost 50 pounds. Yeah. And so my ego was just taking me there. And mm-hmm. like, I'd never even think like, oh, maybe you, it wasn't that you shouldn't have gone to the doctors. Right. You should have probably just switched doctors earlier yep. mm-hmm. so that you get the help that you needed. Because I said, my doctor, I said my, in front of my doctor in April and for the first time I had a doctor sit in front of me and listen to me when I said that I'm actually working out, eating right, anything and nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh no, I truly, I really believe you. She was like, I was plus, like it it took for somebody who was plus size, mm-hmm. but like, un, like overweight for her to understand that yeah like i get it you know yeah. and she went and she's like well let's rule out everything else first so that when we talk to your insurance company we can talk to your insurance company regardless so that they can treat this because and she's like i have no doubt that you don't have these other mm-hmm. issues because it's like i mean you clearly i believe you right so yeah. it wasn't just like this whole oh like i remember this one doctor i went into that office she didn't even take no blood work, nothing. She was like, oh, we're going to put you on, I'm, you need to be put on metformin. I was like, what? That's a diabetic medication. Like, that's a serious medication that mm-hmm. this might want. And she never, she didn't take no nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't take no no blood, nothing. Anything, anything like that. And I just, like, thought, I thought about, like, like, I, that was the moment where I was like, I don't want to come in here no more ever again. Like, you was going to prescribe yeah. me something mm-hmm. yeah. without testing me for anything. Yeah. And then when my current doctor ruled every all that out, I get in front of a doctor today, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we, this is not this is not abnormal. You're a woman. A lot of a lot of women will go through hormonal problems mm-hmm. that literally, no matter what type of diet, exercise, they're not going to lose weight mm-hmm. because their body won't is going to always store everything as fat. So you could be like, that's how you see people who are like athletes that can never lose weight. Like, they're mm-hmm. like, that's a, like they work out every day. You see people doing like yoga and all these things and they're like still heavy sets because your body may not actually be meant to be that small. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, you may have a hormonal problem that could be causing you to keep weight on you. But I feel like that's with um, just your overall wellness journey. Like sometimes we have to explore different things to figure out the best thing Absolutely. that works for us. And I feel like that's advice that everybody can take away from both of your stories because one thing that might work for somebody else might not work for you. Mm -hmm. So exploring different options and not giving up. I'm glad you decide to not give up. And you too as well, but you decide to find out the best thing that works for you. So that's something that everybody can take away. So we're going to wrap it up. This was good. Thank you both for coming on. Thank you. So we're going to wrap it up with Mike's motivation. So I actually stole this quote from Messing a Bottle. I don't know if y'all had Miss Cummings. Well, we Miss Wright. Yeah, yeah, Miss Wright. Yeah. At um at Poly, she taught yeah. engineering. She taught engineering. She yeah. Did. And now she owns a, a um t shirt company. company. Yep. So is that Miss? Is that is she messing the bottle? Yes. Yeah. Bruh. Okay, <laughs> I have been trying hey, to figure out. Oh, it make the it's mm-hmm. the whole three sixty mm-hmm. here because first of all, I love her stuff. I have so many best in a bottle like outfits mm-hmm. and shirts and stuff. I love her stuff, but I always looked at her and was just like, 
You look so familiar. Yes. Like, why do I know her yes. from? She taught. She oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, so she had posted, I think, like, last week, maybe, um, a post on her page. I don't know if she came up with it, but it said, fall in love with the process of becoming the very best version of yourself. And I feel like that is very relevant yes. because it's really a journey. It's not an end point. And you have to enjoy Mm -hmm. the journey and celebrate the small gains, celebrate those wins and enjoy, you know, seeing yourself go through these changes and not being so focused on the end because you're never going to get to the end because it's something that's continuous. So when I saw that quote, fall in love with the process of becoming your best self, it really stood out to me. So that's why I chose it for this week's Mike's motivation. So I hope that's something that everybody keeps in mind this week and on your wellness journey, whether it's with your mental health, physical health eating, whatever. Keep that in mind um, when it comes to you become the best version of yourself. So thank you again for coming on. Do y'all want to shout out your social media? Yeah. um, You can follow me at Slay Naturals. Spell it. Breathe. Oh, S-L-A-Y Naturals. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll put it in the notes. (laughs) S-L-A-Y-N-A-T-U-R-A-R-A-L-S. There we go. Um, And I am at Corey T. Johnson. Uh, So K-O-R-E-Y-T-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Yep, and make sure you are staying up to date on all of Activated by Faith's um, posts. We're going to continue bringing on guests to share their stories and also sharing resources with you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you took a lot from these young women's stories and that you feel inspired, motivated to start your fitness journey, continue it um, wherever you may be. Um, I just hope you feel inspired like I feel inspired. I can't wait to listen to it again and have a great rest of your week. separate whoever's going trying to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit